Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something I wasn't expecting that either. Ah, uh, sorry. It's okay. It's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Monster is like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. And then the hurt child became present when you mentioned it. And I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember yeah. until now. It's funny, I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things. Of a, of a world where they can exist. This clarity brings all kinds of answers. It's clear. She, like, hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> it wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like, <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. All week been finishing things, cleaning up more. Started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> and it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel light. Like, you know, when you. When you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you... I actually feel a lot more um, awake. All right, well, let's start with a little little meditation. Okay, great. Just ask you to go in. Go in. I like I like to suggest closing your eyes if you're comfortable doing that to eliminate some of the external activation and distraction and focus on your breath. Fill it up. Fill it up and then let it go. And then notice what else might be going on. Let's let's look at energetically and physically. Let's kind of poke around and see what's going on. You don't need to share it with me. Just mm -hmm. notice for yourself. Nothing to change here, nothing to do. Just noticing. Notice any parts that might be a little activated around what's going on right now, around this conversation that we're about to have, any parts that might be activated around that this is being recorded, worried about the quality. Welcome all these parts. Let them know that I welcome them.
maybe let your parts know that for the next 45, 50 minutes or so, we're going to be getting to know one or two of them a little bit better if they're willing. Take about 15, 20 more seconds then. Bring in your, your conscious awareness fully back to your breath. When you're ready, we can get started. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. I apologize for the noise there in the middle. I I, I was try. I think I've silenced my phone. Let me put my phone on Do Not Disturb, mm -hmm. and I muted my computer. The, that was the other ding that we heard. Hopefully, that took care of that. If I need to, I can turn it off. All right. All right. So you said you had a trailhead. Can you tell me about it? Uh, yes, so Trailhead is kind of an issue I've been wrestling with for a couple of years, and it's around it's around hiring and finding new people to work with in my business and in all my projects, um, and just forming those relationships and. Uh, I have a lot of parts around that, like just, I mean, just in general, I think I'm a pretty bad boss, but I also have this kind of fantasy that I can like, if I just find the right people and if I just do good hiring and do good team building, then, you know, that's the, that's the key to all my dreams of success. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think... You know, and I've thought a lot about a lot of that stuff, read all the books and kind of just tried to deal with it. But then there's kind of like the more like exile energy of of when it doesn't go right and just how like just hard that is. You know, it's just kind of heartbreaking and mm. um really can bring up some feelings of like worthlessness or, or just abandonment. And, and it's like really, really hard when, you know, I, I put in, I have the passion for the project. I put in a lot of effort for the, for the people I want to work with. And then, you know, if they flake, flake out or, or whatever, I feel like I'm just kind of high and dry and uh, it's really, really, Hard, hard, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you see yourself as a as a great person to work for when you when I when you say I'm a bad boss. That's what you mean, yes. That I'm a great person to work for. Yeah, or or did I hear that wrong? Are you actually saying you don't think you're a good boss? Right. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think I'm a good boss. Oh, I heard that completely wrong. I'm so, so glad I'm checking it out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm reverting back to the 90s where bad meant good. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I'm so glad I checked that out. So you think that you're a bad boss? Oh, uh, yeah. You uh, Okay. That all by itself could be a trailhead, but let's just yeah. note that. And then you, you have a vision that in order to have a successful business – 
if you could just build a good team, that'll get you there. Yeah. And again, my, my business is, you know, they're in a pretty good place, but a lot of times it's like these other projects, um, passion projects like this, where, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, it's there, I feel like there's even more at stake, but it's mm -hmm. the same, same kind of dynamic. So you have a business that's, that's a traditional, somehow a traditional business that, that generates revenue and has expenses and that needs yeah. to be profitable. Yeah. And, and you believe that if you had the right people, that business would be successful. Mm -hmm. or, and, I, or I would, and, I would have more, I would be able to pretty much walk away from it and have more autonomy there. I see. Meaning that you could walk away from it, have it continue to operate and generate revenue for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and then there's, uh, related to that is this, this passion project, meaning your work with IFS. Is that right? Yes. Um, and really any, anything that catches my fancy and I'm like, Hey, I should, you know, I should get help with this. So right now it's mm -hmm. right now, everything's IFS for me, but, um, mm -hmm. You know, there's there's all kinds of smaller projects that I get involved in, and uh, yeah, I'm always just looking for looking for the right kind of people. And mm -hmm. uh, and oftentimes, you know, sometimes it's like this where I'm not hiring you, but but oftentimes it's like, well, if I can afford it, then then there are a lot of situations where that's the that's the relationship is I'm putting out a job offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, I heard you say there's more at stake in these passion projects than there is in your business. Yeah. Yeah. And what's at stake is, well, I heard you talk about exile energy. So when things don't go right, you said it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And you have this sense of worthlessness and abandonment. Yeah, that can come up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like I understand accurately what, what you've shared with me so far. Definitely. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah. All right. Have you had a recent experience where this Excel got activated? Um, I have. Yep. Are you willing to talk about that today? Let's see what I'm willing to share around that. Um, yeah, I have someone I've been recently kind of trying to hire. Um, mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of the usual where um so it happens when when someone says yes and someone you know agrees and then they're then i get really excited it's like okay this is this 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 could be the one it has that same kind of feeling i call it falling in love with with people i i call mm -hmm. it i say that's my problem i fall in love with my employees because it does have that feeling of like this is the one you know like they're going to revolutionize things. And, um, and yeah, so I'm putting a lot of kind of hopes in them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's been again, kind of a recent experience. And then, yeah, I just, uh, it's like for them, it's a job they can kind of take it or leave it. And for me, it's, it's, uh, way more. And so I feel like I'm always, I'm always get, have the short end of the mm -hmm. stick of like, yeah, I need you. You don't need me. <laughs> what, 
what happens between uh, they say yes, you going to this could be the one, mm-hmm. you kind of fall in love with this person, you you, um, you kind of pin your hopes right. that 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 this is going to work out. What happens next? Right. So then, um, it could be something as as simple as like, you know, I we're having communication and, um, like. I'm asking questions and maybe they're kind of not answering the questions or I'm just, I'm getting, you know, people show up with their, with, they put their best foot forward mm-hmm. and sometimes that only lasts a week, you know? And then it's like mm-hmm. the second week, um, you know, again, maybe they're, maybe they're ignoring my questions or, or they're, I'm getting some other vibe of like, yeah, they're not that into it, even though, at the beginning, again, when people apply for a job, it's like they're out there, there with bells and whistles, you know, bells on. So something happens that has you begin to consider that maybe how you perceive them initially is not who they are. Yeah. And then what happens? What, what happens when you begin to present to, Right. Sense or, or suspect that. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I like the I like the way you're digging on this. Um, so, so then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take responsibility and I'll say, well, I, I know I saw these good qualities in this person. So, um, what can I do differently? And I'll kind of just, I'll keep. Do a U-turn. I'll keep. Yeah, and I'll keep putting more and more energy into it. And I'll say, okay, well. No, they didn't, they didn't know that I like to be communicated with this way. They didn't, or this, you know, I just take responsibility for all of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and often that'll be like, you know, it's a month, two months, three months of me investing in a relationship and, or like this particular type of this style of the work didn't, isn't working for them. So I'll say, well, how about try this, try this, try this other thing. And I'm, so that's again, me kind of like making offers, putting in energy and not getting it back. And then eventually it has to be like, okay, well, you know, if the relationship falls apart, then yeah, the whole process is just unpleasant. You, um, you let's pick it up where, where we had, uh, just, left off prior to you saying what you just said, mm-hmm. you're, you're picking, you're, you're perceiving that they're not who they presented themselves to be. Um, and, and, and so things aren't going as well as you would hope that the hope itself has been dashed a bit already. Right. But again, but I take you, response. I don't, I don't see it as like, I take responsibility for all of it. It's like, yeah. well, I picked so them you, and, and I'm the manager and it's, if I, if I mm-hmm. you know, so you take responsibility, you yeah. put more into it, you invest more into the relationship, you make offers, you, you, you it sounds like you brainstorm with them yeah. and try to understand what, what's the, what's the gap between what you expect and need and what they're showing up with. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's happening emotionally while you're doing all of that? Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's where that exile energy feels like. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, I won't, I wouldn't say I lose sleep over it, but it's kind of like that. Where it's kind of like, it's just 
kind of agonizing or or sad feeling. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe we have a maybe we have enough at this point. I I, I guess there's one more thing though that I want to one or two more things I want to understand. So this exile energy shows up while at the very same time you're taking responsibility. Or maybe there's does it does it happen simultaneously or do you kind of go hmm. back and forth between those two states? That's a good question. Let me think. Yeah, I I would say maybe there's it's not quite overlapping. It's yeah, I'll take responsibility and then I'm and then I'm feeling resentful afterwards. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, okay. So now resentful is a different energy than agonizing and sad. Yeah, yeah, that might have been the wrong word too. So it's a little bit of that, but it's also just that self uh, self. Uh, I'll call it worthlessness. Just kind of like, ah, what's wrong mm -hmm. with me? You know, what's wrong mm -hmm. with me? I can't do this. I can't even pay. I can't even pay people to stick around. You know, like. It's, Got it. So, yeah. so it's shame. Shame gets activated. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but let's go back to resentful again. I I hear what you're saying. You're, mm -hmm. That may be not the right word, but what if it is the right word? Do, mm -hmm. In other words, do you also focus on the other person and begin to feel some resentment towards them? Um. Yes, that comes up. Yeah. And then how does this typically end? Um, do you mean the relationship or do you mean like emotionally for me or both? Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'll, pro I'll just feel like I can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then I'm just like, all right, screw you. I've, mm -hmm. I've done all I can. And, uh, and yeah, then I, then I am feeling resentful that, that uh there's a little bit of feeling of like they wasted my time like they could have mm -hmm. had they been more clear then you know mm -hmm. sometimes they really are hiding something oh, they have another job or they have like something else is going on and they're not telling mm -hmm. me about it and that brings out some resentment mm -hmm. yeah because you're feeling i think you use the word abandoned um did you does it feel like betrayal um, slightly. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I, I used abandoned that, that had come up earlier when I was thinking about this most recent one of just kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get this work done and I'm texting this person or trying to communicate with them. And then, you know, they're not responding for a couple of days and it's kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> just last week it was, yay, new, new relationship that we're excited about. And now I'm mm -hmm. getting ghosted. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Got it. So you get angry and then what do you do? You just let them disappear. You're being ghosted. You just allow them to no, no. disappear. Do you no, get assertive? Typically I'll, uh, again, I taking, taking responsibility for it all. It's like, I'll just, um, I, I would say there's some assertiveness, but it's more like, okay. Um, I haven't heard from you. Like, I don't like that. And in the future, can we do this? You know, some 
I'm giving them more chances and I'm being direct about what about my expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what, what happened this last time after you, after you got to this stage? Um, yeah, there's, there's been an upswing, you know, this, this particular person is, is, is still in it and we're still, you know, okay. So okay. this one's looking bright right now, but it's, it's early. <laughs> so you're still in the cycle. Yeah. So with this one, you're still in the cycle. How does the cycle end? Well, and the cycles never end, but how, yeah. how does it, what happens before it comes back to you talking to someone new that says yes, that you think is the one? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, if this person doesn't work out, then how it will end will be, yeah, it'll be a few more weeks of me making those offers and like trying to find a way to make it work. And again, when I do see, when I see somebody who's qualified and has, you know, I see that they're good at what they do or they're capable, then I, I really want to try to make it work. And, and it's not like a, in a romantic relationship, it's like, eh, we're not, you know, this, we're not right for each other. But in a, mm-hmm. in this kind of relationship, it's like, well, I have a 50 different jobs I could offer you, you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> I can find something for you to do. And so mm-hmm. I do a lot of that just kind of keep going through it. Yeah. Right. Got it. Until what they go away eventually, or, or do you, um, is there ever a point where you say, okay, I'm done with you? Yeah. It's usually me saying that once I've, once I've gotten the, the hint that mm-hmm. they're not gonna, yeah. And do you say that to yourself and to them? I'm done with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let them go. Um, let them go. Okay. Yeah. All right. So James, mm-hmm. let me just see if I've got this cycle. It's not going to be exactly the same every time, but let's just see if generally this is what happens. Someone says, yes, you fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. You begin to uh, perceive that something's a little off until you realize, oh, this they're not who I thought they were. They're not showing up the way they presented. Um, but you take responsibility immediately for that and, and begin to put more into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you invest more into the relationship. You start making offers for how to make it work better for them. Mm-hmm. You, uh, but at the but alternately, while this is going on, while you're trying to take responsibility and make more offers and make it work, you're also experiencing this exile energy. It's agonizing. You have the sad feeling. It's uh, and you also have um, what sounds like some self criticism, shame. What is wrong with me? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and and then at some point that begins to move in the direction of other blame. So shame is self-blame. Uh-huh. Would you agree? Sure. Yeah. And then and there's also a, a flavor of other blame, resent because you begin to feel resentful. Yes. And eventually the the capacity to be able to manage around this becomes greater than what you feel like you can handle. You become overwhelmed. It feels like too much. And you begin to feel it moves from resentful to maybe a little bit more angry than just resentful. And it turns into more other blame. Like you've wasted my time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's your fault that I feel this way. I feel abandoned. And it, um, you're not saying this, but this is kind of what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yet you, you continue to give them more chances. Of this And this can go on for weeks. Right. You, you make a bit more effort to be clear about your expectations, thinking that might be what's missing here. Right. And, and many times, regardless of your efforts to clarify expectations or give them more chances, it just isn't going to work out. And once it gets to clear that that's the case, you let them go. Yeah. 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 And then that that's what kind of emotional state are you there when you finally give up and let them go? Um, pretty defeated and just, um, yeah, it just takes so much out of me. It's like a real, Mm -hmm. real roller coaster, and it's all, it's Mm -hmm. all quite emotional, um, Mm -hmm. for me and, uh, Yeah, just kind of a defeated feeling. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll try again. Uh, yeah. And yeah, what needs to happen before, not not what needs to now, but what, what typically seems to need to happen before you are willing or able to try again to fall in love with somebody else? Um, what needs to happen is, yeah, so then I'll, I'll usually... <laughs> So what needs to happen is um, I need to get back to that place of like, wait a minute, I really do need help with this, and it's worth mm-hmm. putting it. It's worth making that effort again. But often there's a mm-hmm. often there's a a licking the wounds kind of uh, phase of like, okay, mm-hmm. forget that. Uh, I guess I'll just do this by myself. Uh, until until you realize you can't do it all by yourself and, you, and that you need help and then you feel open again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I feel like we've pretty well identified the cycle that, that you're repeating that that is a problem. Very well. For you? Yeah. All right. How has it been for you to look at it in this way? Um it's great. I mean, I love I love exploring it uh, and I I love the way that I love the the depth and like how thorough you're helping me put it out there. So that's good great well I've, I've been taking some pretty good notes here and if i can read my writing what i'd like to do next if this makes sense to you is to identify the parts that get get activated throughout the entire cycle okay and um you know frankly james that could take up the majority of our session okay um, well and you know only if you feel like you want to do that i mean i mean i also have taken notes and i've like I said, I've kind of thought about a lot of this for a long time and in mm-hmm. in a parts-like way. So mm-hmm. if you want to use shorthand or, or however you want to do it. Well, it's it sounds like you understand the, the value and the importance of, of identifying in, uh, each of the parts that are engaged and activated through, throughout the cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just ask you, uh, what's important about doing that? About identifying the parts? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's to me, that's the magic of IFS is being able Mm to uh, unblend and Mm -hmm. just get that wider perspective, get a little self-energy in there and um, 
recognize each of them and value each of them. And especially with the exiles, um, to really get to know them, uh, and see what I can do for them. Yeah. Right, 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 right. All right. So, um, what parts do you notice show up in your cycle? Um, the the kind of falling in love part is a big one and uh and yeah just that excitement about the project this excitement about a new relationship um is that the same falling in love excitement about the project and the relationship or are those two different parts kind of feels kind of feels like it's all pretty tight cluster if they are different they very overlapping mm -hmm. yeah very collaborative probably huh yeah so we've got a couple of and what kind of parts does these feel like to you they, do they feel like protectors or exiles oh um hmm. i mean they they do have a youthful jubilance about them. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if they've, I don't know if they've been exiled. So I don't know. This might be a good, um, exit ramp to take out, out, out off the cycle mm -hmm. long enough to get curious about one or both of these parts. Great. Sound good. Yeah. All right. Which would, which would you like to start with? You've, you've, you've noticed there's a, at least a slight distinction between these two. We've got falling in love and we've got excited about the project and about, about the possibilities. Um, okay. Yeah. So again, I, I think the falling in love is it's excitement about the person. It's excitement about that. This person is going to, to really be able to help, but it's to help the project. I mean, it's always. Sure. Okay. I always see that as, as the underpinning of the relationship. Okay. Well, let's jump in there, huh? Yeah, sure. So notice, how do you feel toward the part that has you get excited about this person? Um, there's some, you know, reluctance of letting it. Yeah, there's some, uh, I don't know the word, kind of reluctance or... Oh, don't, don't get us in this again. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah. so we're reluctant, some caution. So there's, there's a, uh, maybe even a polarized part, right? Right. Yeah. Or, okay. So I wonder if the real, if the part that typically shows up as reluctant and cautious when falling in love shows up, if it, would be willing to allow us to spend a few minutes with falling in love so we can see what we can learn about what's going on over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does it feel like reluctance is willing to relax back a little bit for a few minutes? Yes. Okay. All right. Now notice how you feel toward falling in love. Yeah, I have a, I have a positive positive regard for it okay all right well let's let's just see how this goes and, and we'll just continue to watch to see if any other parts uh 
decide to get involved in the conversation. But for the most part, if you can just ch- ask all of your parts, if they'd be willing, that we'd like to spend a few minutes with falling in love. Huh? And from curiosity, but let falling in love and all the other parts know that what we're not doing here is trying to get falling in love to change. Right. Okay. There's nothing wrong here. Okay. We just notice that falling in love is part of a cycle that isn't working very well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when falling in love is activated, think about the last time you got excited about a person. Yeah. Remember, how did it feel in your body? See if you can actually let your body feel it again now. Okay. Yeah, it's vibrant. Um, kind of feels like a all over, um, vibrant kind of attracted, attracted kind of mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. All, so it's a vibrant all over by vibrant, it, it, like a high vibration. Is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, it feels mm-hmm. kind of buzzy. Buzzy, and and you say it's all over. Does it feel like it's in? your body on your skin maybe Mm. outside your body Mm. not sure um might be more around chest and uh Mm -hmm. maybe yeah just beneath the surface yeah it's trying to trying to burst out yeah, but kind of centered in your chest. It's all over. It radiates all over, mm-hmm. but it's centered kind of in your chest, just under the skin, mm-hmm. and it wants to burst out. Yeah. 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 And if it could, if 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 it was somehow allowed to burst out, what would it want to do? Oh, it wants to um it wants to celebrate and it wants to share uh big big dreams and it wants to uh it wants to get it wants to be intimate but in a in a kind of let's dream big together and let's let's uh you know set sail on a new adventure mm-hmm. and it and it has this kind of feeling like it needs to um you know you want to you want to have high energy for all of that and it's mm-hmm. so it just right. wants to it wants to do it all yeah, and it sounds like given what you've shared with me about about this cycle, that falling in love um, often gets its way. In other words, it kind of blends with you so much that you're bursting out. You're wanting to you you're actually celebrating. You're want, you're sharing your dreams. You're yeah you're trying to connect with this person. Yeah, I would say um, I would say I've that that other that polar more manager play it cool part it wins more and more when i'm like oh, okay 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 you know pull pull it back so yeah um, it has a lot it has a lot more sway but kind of internally um yeah when it when this play it cool part uh is successfully able to resist the energy of falling in love. Uh-huh. There's, there's, what's that feel like in your body? Um, it has a coolness. It has a kind of a coldness. Um, but it's also it's smart. 
and it's uh, calculating and uh, mm -hmm. what does it feel like in the body? I'm just kind of restrained. Strain, restrained. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the that's the uh, confluence of these two tensions. Yeah, of these of these two different uh, interests. What's important to falling in love? What does falling in love live for? It lives for the connection and the sharing of big ideas. Um, you know, when you meet someone who's who likes the same things that you like, and that's awesome. And you get to talk about it uh, uh, versus the alternative <laughs> when you don't when you don't find anything you yeah you share. Um, and so yeah. it just it just has that curiosity and um, connection and like if we just you know and we got to be vulnerable if we want if we want to connect and it's it's kind of out there and willing to 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 do that so so that's the how of it this part yeah um influences you to be willing to be vulnerable go ahead and and share your big ideas yeah. and and risk making it known that you want connection and, and intimacy with this person mm -hmm. yeah because if all of that can be accomplished what does falling in love hope will happen um then whatever shared mission or project will it'll be unstoppable if we have the right if we have the right people with that magic energy you know and we're all we have the shared vision or the shared um dreams then everything else is just details and we can we can do anything yeah Just notice how you're feeling toward falling in love right now as you learn this about it. Mm -hmm. What are you noticing? Um, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. What is falling in love concerned about? If, if falling in love's efforts to influence you to connect, be vulnerable, to share your big ideas so you can realize these big dreams and vision, yeah. what, what's, what is it concerned if it fails to influence you in that way, it might happen. Uh, regret and just um, small, small, small life, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 falling in love fails to influence you, they are concerned that you're going to live small and you're going to live with regret. Yeah. Does falling in love know that you are here with me performing this inquiry, asking these questions? A little. It's it's easy to it's easy to blend with. It's a uh, Sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel you feel a little blended with, with them right now? Yeah, I would say so. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you to, in your in your mind, imagine taking just one small step away from falling in love, so that you can get a better look. Okay. 
and so that falling in love can get a better look at you. Mm-hmm. Let me know if that was successful. Yeah, I think so. I think it getting a better look at me is um, is important. What does what does what does it see when it looks at you? Mm-hmm. Um, it sees complexity, mm-hmm. like uh, like it's. Like it has, it has its job to do and it's a little, it's, even though it's very curious and, and exposed, it still is kind of one dimensional in its direction, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it sees Mm -hmm. me as more, uh, complex and, uh, grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the impact on falling in love as it gazes upon your complexity and, and your groundedness. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I can, I don't know how to, how to say it. It's nothing negative. It's not. It doesn't look at me in any negative way. It's, uh, it maybe has its own kind of. It helps it see itself, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, the way it makes sense to me is that it helps it to distinguish that it's not you. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that what you're saying? Is that what the, what it is experiencing? Um, it's not the first thing that it's not what I was thinking, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true mm-hmm. what you're saying. Is it still open to a few more questions? Yeah. Would you Would you ask falling in love how long it's been doing its job? All right. Yeah, just about forever. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like uh, falling in love was born into the job? Is that what you're saying? Hmm. Or was there a time when it began? It does kind of feel like a time, maybe around age five. Okay. But it, it also feels like forever. I, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. H5 was a while ago. Sure. Yeah. Ask falling in love to show you what happened that that gave it this job. Okay.
I'm not getting anything specific. Just okay. just kind of a sense that if you know if if it doesn't try, if it doesn't yeah, again, if it's not trying, then it doesn't expect other people to try and to return return that kind of joy and and shared uh mm -hmm. wanting wanting to do things together yeah so james is there anything that you would like to know that i haven't already prompted you to ask about, about falling part? in love mm -hmm. yeah nothing's coming to mind okay Great. Well, let's thank Falling in Love for, for being willing to let us see it a little bit more and understand it a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm, I'm aware of, of time. We had an intention for, I think you said about 55, 60 minutes. Are we okay? We still, it's about 47, 48 minutes into the conversation. I, I actually have, right now. I have no hard timeline. So, um, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about we spend a little bit of time now with, with the play at cool part? Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Check with Play It Cool. How was that to hear us talking with falling in love and learning a little bit more about it? Um, it's it's fine. It's fine with all of that, and it it mm -hmm. feels like it already has a its own pretty good perspective on that because it does the managing of mm -hmm. of it. So. Mm -hmm. It's not too surprised or anything. Okay. Didn't really learn anything new. No, it doesn't feel like that. It did. Yeah. Okay. So Play Cool has a job. We've already learned that Play Cool's job is to manage um, fall in love. Is that yeah, accurate? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. When Play It Cool comes in and, and is influencing you, what are you experiencing in your body? Um... There's definitely some, some distaste. I mean, there's, you asked what I experienced in my body. Again, it does have a kind of cold feeling and it's mm -hmm. not like, not always pleasant, you know? What's, mm -hmm. uh, if you could see if you can just drop into that, what's unpleasant okay. about it? Um, okay. Not sure I could put it in words. Just kind of like when you bite your tongue. Mm. I mean, on purpose. You know, like mm -hmm. hold your tongue, mm -hmm. like, and you and you bite it, and it hurts. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And does does play it cool intend its influence to be hurtful to hurt like that? No. No. It's just something that happens when play it cool shows up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did Play It Cool know that? Did it know that it hurts? That it, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's what's Play It Cool's position on that? I know it hurts, but, but I don't in, I don't intend it. 
yeah and the and the the hurt of of the heartache and all that other stuff is way worse so ah got it so so yeah, this is the lesser of these evils. Right. Yeah. Whatever my what I so if if I were speaking for that part, I might be saying, um, yeah, I know this hurts, but the good I'm doing to prevent you from hurting even worse is worth it. Right. Yeah. Okay. How are, how do you feel at this point toward play it cool before we get much further? Um, I have respect for it. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I feel like it's on, it's on my team. Okay. All right. Just look around, see if there's any parts at all that, um, don't like play it cool, want play it cool to change, mm -hmm. anything like that going on. Yeah. Just, uh, just the kind of falling in love part, I think. But, yeah, but, sure. Yeah, not, sure. not the rest of the system doesn't seem to have much mm -hmm. of a problem with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would you would you characterize in this moment that position as active or passive? Um, which position? The position of falling falling in love, uh, not you know agreeing with play it cool. Is it actively not agreeing or passively not agreeing? Right in this moment. Mm. Yeah, passive. Okay, great. Um, let's, let's just ask it very directly. Is, is is falling in love willing to allow us to spend some time with Play It Cool as we just spent time with that? Yes. All right, cool. All right. Uh, so let's ask Play It Cool what it's trying to accomplish with its influence. Um. It has kind of uh, really big picture goals. It has five-year goals, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so it just is trying to accomplish really the same same big dreams, but slow and steady. Mm. So it's got a different strategy for solving the same problem. Yes. Falling in love wants to solve it right now. Play it cool sees it as long-term, big picture. Yeah, falling is in love. Fair... Falling in love is like I'm thinking about like playing poker or something, and you have like Joker comes up or something. You have the wild mm -hmm. card, and it's mm -hmm. like bet it all, go big, mm -hmm. and and yeah, see if something wild comes or turn the table over. Who knows? And the play it cool <laughs> yeah. is, is like. Yeah, play it cool. Just stick to the plan. We've we have a checklist. Yeah, stick to the plan. Slow and steady. Conservative. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, how does play it cool go about influencing you to be conservative, and slow and steady, and? Mm. Well, too often it feels like it just is putting the brakes on. It's not because it's not being, because we're not being slow and steady. All it can do is just hit back and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, just mm -hmm. 
grab the emergency brake. So. So that's when play it cool often will show up is in reaction to falling in love. Right. Mm-hmm. Does does play it cool do anything uh, uh, actively yeah. prior? Yeah. Like what else? Um, I mean, overall, my my life is very structured, and uh, mm-hmm. it didn't used to be. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be an alcoholic and and just really do whatever, you know, rock and roll, motorcycles, and um, my entire life is now much more structured. And um, again, stick into the stick into the checklist and the playbook. Yeah, yeah. And let's just check in right now. How do you feel toward play cool, especially given what you just shared about the influence that it's had around your alcoholism and uh, problems of the past? Yeah, a lot of a lot of respect, and um, it's an it's an everyday. We're we're working together every day, and uh, mm-hmm. largely, it's a good. You know, it feels good. Yeah. What is Play It Cool concerned would happen if you weren't working together with it so well? Well, I would get obliterated. Yeah. Fly too close to the sun. Mm, what's that look like? Well, it can be in uh it can be in just that kind of risk taking kind of stuff, the motorcycle stuff or it can be in it can be in relationships and just uh yeah too too much too fast and then then the hangover yeah let's talk about that hangover this that hangover is what play it cool is trying to avoid isn't it yeah what's it what what is the hangover that play it cool is trying to avoid um, that's where I start feeling that kind of exile energy of, of mm-hmm. just being alone, being, being alone and mm-hmm. yeah. Being alone. And if I could use some of your other words from earlier, uh, abandoned. Yeah. Defeated. Yeah. Yeah. S- Sad, mm-hmm. shame, mm-hmm. agonizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what play cool is working so hard to avoid. Right. Yeah. Can we ask play cool if it's okay? Can we bring back in falling in love for a moment? Sure. Yeah. Ask falling in love. Did it know that play it cool is working hard? many times in opposition to falling in love to avoid James, you having to feel all of this hangover, all of this exile energy. It's saying yes. It's aware of that. Okay. Yeah. And given that awareness, how does it feel about the resistance that play it cool brings when it wants to fall in love? Yeah. It wishes that it was, I guess they both, we all wish that it was a less, uh, 
weaponized all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Feels kind of can be harsh one way or the other. Let's keep let let's keep falling in love in here, mm-hmm. but let's ask this question from to play it cool. If if we could help the part of you, James, that holds all that exile energy, that holds all that pain, all that disappointment, all that letdown, yeah. all that shame. If we could help that part to release and let go of all of the, the all of those burdens, so that play it cool didn't have to work so hard. In other words, to to try to prevent that from happening because right. it just wouldn't wouldn't happen anymore. Would it be interested in getting that kind of help? Would play it cool be interested in that? Yeah. It would be very interested in that. Okay. And now let's ask also, um, fall in love. Mm-hmm. If play and cool, if play it cool wasn't have wasn't working so hard, would fall in love be interested in getting some help to bring that about? And getting some help to bring to, to bring about that play it cool is not so concerned. I'm sorry, can you? Yeah, let me restate yeah. the whole thing. So where, where we've gone so far is that Play It Cool is very interested in getting some help with us, uh, from us in, in releasing that exile yes. energy, the, the pain, the shame. Yes. And consequently, Play It Cool wouldn't have to work so hard. Right. And if Play It Cool wasn't working so hard, would Fall in Love be interested in having that happen? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So both parts would, wouldn't have to work so hard. Uh, fall in love wouldn't have to work so hard to try to get you to be vulnerable and open because there wouldn't be nearly as much at stake mm-hmm. and play it cool wouldn't have to pump the brakes right? Uh, and be so concerned uh, about preventing that exile energy from coming out because it just wouldn't be there anymore yeah the ex- it's not that the exile wouldn't be there it's just the energy of the exile would be healed right Okay. All right. So that's what's next. And I'm, I'm ready and willing to go there if you are. Okay. All right. Well, let's just ask, first of all, let's thank Play It Cool and thank uh, Fall in Love mm-hmm. and let them know that we're going to spend a little bit of time with this, this, little, this exile. And it sounds like the exile is a little five-year-old. Yeah, feels like it. Yeah. So when you, when you imagine this five-year-old in your mind's eye, what do you see? Uh, I got a little teary there. Um, Mm -hmm. Why don't you just stay with that? Let's not rush this. Mm-hmm. You got a little teary when I asked for you to visualize the five-year-old. Yeah. Hmm. Just let him know you're here for him. Let him know you came back for him. Mm-hmm. Does he see you? Yeah. And does he know who you are? Yeah, we have... Uh... We have a relationship. And where is he? Um, 
he's in the room. He's he's nearby. He's kind of uh, he's kind of like high energy, and it's kind of hard to get a hold of. When I've tried to work with him in the past, he's mm-hmm. kind of bouncing around the room. Is that what's happening right now? Um, no, not so much. Mm-hmm. Would he like? I think that's kind like of to... his preferred state, though. He, he's just he likes yeah. to, yeah, yeah, but a little more subdued right now, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would he like to? Is he willing to tell you what what his experience is? What's it like for him to be him? Um, yeah, he's, uh, it feels like he has to, uh, kind of like he has to try really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because what would happen if he didn't try really hard? Um, kind of feels like if he didn't try hard, things would just be so boring. Mm -hmm. Like, like he's the life of the party and and the boringness is like death i mean it's just mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i'm getting that he has to try really hard to act to get other people energized right yeah mhm yeah exactly. otherwise it's just boring and yeah. that feels like death yeah yeah. Is that so is that what it's like for him if he's not all high energy is that that he's bored that the people around him aren't bringing any energy? He's uh it's he's um it's almost like an existential thing that other people aren't bringing energy. It's like mm-hmm. are they all zombies? Like mm-hmm. what? What does this mean? What does this mean if other people aren't aren't also excited right like are we alone are we crazy like yeah Mm -hmm. or something bad is something bad gonna happen did something bad already happen and and we haven't been notified like Mm -hmm. why why is everyone not sharing this energy Mm -hmm. right because this feels like the way to be but right. it doesn't match what he's seeing from other people. And and who are the important other people for this five-year-old yeah. in this place and time where he is? Yeah. So um, he, I, uh, I was the youngest and I was the youngest of not just my immediate family, but like all the extended family. I mean, when it was a family get together, like everyone was older than me and mm-hmm. it often was, I often was the life of the party at that mm-hmm. age. It's like, okay, entertain us. And, mm-hmm. um, and I liked it. It was fun, you know, but it was also like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I felt like I, I felt like I was working too hard. Why, why aren't they fun? <laughs> that sounds like a whole lot of, of responsibility for yeah. a five-year-old to, to bring life to everybody that seems dead. 
Yeah. And it was before the time of everyone had a cell phone, but it, it felt like I was on camera, you know, like, okay, go. Yep. Entertain us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's that pressure to entertain and, and to, and to get everybody juiced up. Yeah. Yeah. And does he, does he like the press, that pressure? Not asking, does he like entertaining? Does he like that pressure? Hmm. No, doesn't like the pressure. Yeah. yeah. What would he like instead? Um, he likes, uh, he likes, yeah, being around basically kids his own age and being, uh, just being able to go out in the woods and do his own thing without, yeah, without the older eyes on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why wasn't he able to do that? Why isn't he able to do that? Because he's still there now, right? He's still there being put on the spot to entertain. Sometimes. Um, of all my parts, I feel like of all my exile parts, I'm most closely connected with this one. So mm -hmm. I have done a lot of work and a lot of play and engagement with him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he does. he does feel like he's back there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think to answer your question, a lot of it was really was just kind of circumstantial. It's like, well, that's, that's who's here. I mean, that's, they are all older <laughs> and they're not, it's just kind of how it was. Right. And, and, and he, if he didn't do anything, was stuck with, with that, um, low energy, low life zombie type. Yeah experience which was intolerable for him yeah he he needed to be out in the woods playing with kids his age that that had the energy that he had right yeah so he really was in a way very much alone he was the youngest in in the in the extended family and not just your family but he also in the extended family right so he actually was alone yeah yeah anything else he wants you to know about the the challenge of being in his body and his age in that circumstance. Um, just that he wants me to know he wants, we, we both want everyone to know that it's really hard to be five and that, mm -hmm. and I personally think the five-year-olds are just awesome. They have so much, there's just so much happening at that age. And, um, it's really, it really is a lot going on. And, um, mm -hmm. so. Oh yeah. The brain's getting wired and yeah, there's all this curiosity and. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so, and so even when I think about like, Oh, what's a perfect environment for a five-year-old? It's like, I don't know, you know, and, and he doesn't know. And it's kind of like, we're, we're okay with that, with that, like kind of, understanding that uh it's 
yeah, it's hard to get right. And it's hard to, it's hard to know what, what to, what to offer and provide for, for him. Yeah. Well, uh, unless he knows, and he's already told us a little bit, mm -hmm. we, he wants to be around other five-year-olds that have his kind of energy. Right. So what if he could do that? What if he could just hang out there from this point forward? Would he like that? Like with a bunch of other kids his age with his kind of energy? Yeah, he's kind of picky. So, but yeah, certain, yeah. certain kids. <laughs> right. So what if he got to pick those kids? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I want to suggest is that if he's if he'd like to, first of all, he can let go of of all of the stuff that's kind of feeling like it's burdening him weight weighting him down and what i've heard is the sense that he's alone and unique yeah the sense that he's the only one that sees there's something off about all of this because everybody else is kind of zombieing into it as if there's nothing wrong right yeah. and and, and a, a, a like some some pressure to perform and entertain to try to plug life back into these dead people yeah. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of burden. And, and would he be interested in letting go of that to make room for some more playfulness and curiosity and five-year-old stuff? Yeah. Okay. All right. Is he ready to do that now? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, you've, you've done some of this IFS work. Mm -hmm. Sounds like maybe, maybe even lots of it. Uh, has and and this five year old has been around for a lot of that. Yes. So he knows the drill, right? Yes. How does he like to let go of these burdens? Nothing specific is coming to mind. Okay. Yeah. All right. Would it be helpful if I made some suggestions as possibilities? Yeah. I'm kind of getting this, this again, he, he, he feels like he can kind of do anything and, and almost like he can, he could do any of them he, that he would enjoy lots of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few burdens here. He can he can try two or three different ways. Yeah. Let's yeah. start with uh, what do you say? We start with the the burden of pressure to entertain, perform, and enliven. Yeah, yeah. How does he want to do that? One? How does he want to do that? Okay. He kind of wants to uh, outrun it, like. Um, like in a race, mm -hmm. uh, or or in hide and seek, or or tag. When I mentioned going in the woods, it's like if you're fast enough, then you can leave them all behind. And he kind of likes that idea of like uh, of kind of sneaking off quickly. All right, I, I know that's unusual. I haven't heard heard that or seen that before, but. It's fun for him. I love it. Yeah. Let's have him do it. When yeah. he's ready, have him do that. Okay. 
Ja. Yeah, it feels good. Okay. And and can he tell already that that there's there's more space now that that's been released? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I I I can help him out to identify some of the burdens that we've talked about here today, but does he already know about what else he'd like to let go of? Yeah, he just wants to play is all I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I heard he wants to play not just by himself, or am I did I hear that wrong? Um it's not so much the it's not so much who, it's it's kind of how. Like he's cool with me and the way I play, he's cool with kids of different ages, but it's gotta be mm-hmm. it's it's gotta be big, you know. And what is it? What what is it that's blocking him from just being able to play? Hmm. Yeah, it would help to have other people, other people who have who whose ideas he can build on, and they can build on his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's see if we can make some more space for that to happen. Hmm. Um. I suspect, have him check it out, see if this is accurate, that that what's taken up some of that space right now is the belief that he's unique and alone. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I understand. Okay, what I got from the conversation was that I, I got this vision of him being the youngest and looking around and seeing that mm. nobody's got energy and everybody's subdued and he doesn't right. get that and right. life's so boring and he's the only one right. that actually has the energy and, and, and associated with the burden and responsibility of getting everybody else jazzed up. Right. Now that that's gone, he's still left with I'm unique and I'm alone. Right. Yeah. So he would like others that are like-minded Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, he also took on a belief, though. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm pointing at here is that he may not know what a belief is, but he sees through a lens that has him unique and separate in the world. Right. Yep. Is he ready to, to release that, that view, that perspective, or that belief? He's ready to try. Okay. And how would he like to do that? Okay. Um, hot air balloon. All right. Let's have him do that. Let me know when that's complete. Okay. The, the, the last thing that I, that I see as potentially a burden that he might be wanting to let go of is the conclusions that he drew about why he felt so different than everybody he saw around him. Okay. I heard you say, there's something, is there something wrong with me? The question. Yeah. And, and am I crazy? So both of those are questions. Right. But essentially there's, there's statements, they're beliefs 
that he's not 100% con convinced of, but wonders. He wonders if he's crazy. He wonders if there's anything, something wrong with him. Yeah. If he could let go of what if I'm crazy, if he could let go of what if there's something wrong with me, would he like to do that? Yeah. Yep. And how would he like to do that? Uh, guess he's got some ideas. Uh, this one would be on a speedboat, and then um, <laughs> when it gets far enough away, you can detonate it. Yay! I love <laughs> it. <laughs> I want to watch. Yeah. Okay. Let's have him do that. All right. I think my five-year-old got excited about that just now. All right. Anyone that feels like that's complete? Yeah. Was it a big explosion? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of fish flying. <laughs> fish. <laughs> okay. Have him notice now how much lighter and more spacious he feels, if that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, he's been, does he realize that he's been stuck in a time that no longer exists? Yes and no. Like I said, he he, he feels pretty present pretty often, uh, but yeah. Like he's, it's, joining 2022 is not a new experience for him, but he goes back to that place sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Is he ready to join you here now? Yes. Okay. And is he here? Yeah. All right. So with that spaciousness, that openness, and that lightness, he's got room now for some things that he didn't have room for before. That's right. What do you want to fill that up with? Um, toys. <laughs> I mean, that's he just wants to play. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, all, that's all the message I keep getting. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I wonder if it would be helpful to has he in in previous uh, journeys with him has he already created an imaginary space for him to hang out and play? Yes. Okay. So is that is that space opening up now? Is he there now? Yeah. Okay. And he's filling it up with toys. Yep. All right. All right. So, does that feel complete to you? Um, it feels little, feels great. So let's let's thank him. And would he like you to stay connected in a in a in, in an intentional way? Now that that he's kind of renewed in in his state of being. Yeah, that's something that he and I need to work on because, like I said, uh, I've had trouble kind of reconnecting, and he uh, he's hard to find sometimes. So, would you have him generate with you collaboratively generate a place in your body or on your body somewhere? It could be your forehead, could be your heart, could be your left arm, any place where you know you can just generate like a magical connection spot that when you touch that spot you are intentionally connecting with him 
Okay. All right. And so do that now just to practice. Make sure he can feel it. Okay. Ask him, does that work? Yeah. If, if you were to do that on a regular basis, how often would you do that? Oh, a couple times a day. And is that good for him? Yep. Yeah. I'm thinking of, you know, sitting with my kids or my grandkids. I'm on the bench. I'm watching my kids play on the playground. And about every five minutes or so, they look over to make sure I'm still there. Right. And I think that's what these five, these five-year-old kids, these young parts of ours need is just occasional. Oh, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm safe. I can play. Yeah. Now let's, let's bring back in the two protectors that showed up that have been so busy and activated around this five-year-old and, and thank them for introducing us and trusting us with the, with the five-year-old. See if there's anything that they need. Um, I'm not seeing anything specific, but they are, they are, uh, definitely connecting and, and recognizing that this work with this exile is, is helpful to them. It does, uh, yeah, kind of take the, take the pressure off of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do they both want to keep their jobs as they've known them up to this point or would they like to do something different? Let's start with the um, falling in love part. Yeah, they, um, they're kind of just thinking about deferring to me and the five-year-old. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about the job of the falling in love part, which is connection. Yeah. And and I'm wondering if falling in love sees that you do now have a connection with the part that that falling in love's been trying to help. Yeah, that and and that uh kind of feels like again just being able to defer to to me um with the when the five year old is is in a good place then it seems like i I'll, I'll handle it better mm -hmm. yeah it, it sounds like like the intensity behind the falling in love and placing all the hopes on this other external person to yeah. provide it's it's been now diminished or reduced at least yeah and what about play it cool? Mm. Play it cool. Want to keep doing what play play it cool does? Uh, it's a lot. It's less important. Also, it's just less less needed. Less to be managed, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, less to be managed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and does play it cool want to do something different? It just wants to do what it does less. Yeah. Less of it. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we finish, I just want to bring it back to the original context, which was the cycle that we identified mm -hmm. out of your presenting request. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you'll be able to go back and listen to this and 
I, I just want to, may I make a couple of suggestions? Please. We've, we've gotten to know three parts that are definitely involved in that cycle. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. There are more parts. Yeah. And they, they may or may not be as activated or potentially activated as they were before we did this work. We may have found the main uh, activating parts and activated parts in the cycle. Right. But we'd it'd be great if, if you could identify other parts and get to know them as well. And then just kind of start noticing if the cycle repeats itself as it always has or uh -huh. if something shifts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for those suggestions and thank you for all of that. Really, You're absolutely welcome. Really fascinating. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the honor of uh, trust, being trusted and walking you through that process. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Thanks again. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll follow up with you. I appreciate it a lot. All right, James. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you later on after this has had some time to settle. Do you want to help bring more self-energy to the world? If you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way, I'd love to hear your ideas. Join the Discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com. A huge thanks to our audio engineer, Yvonne, for your care and diligence in editing the calls. To every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts. And to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, we must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube. And they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments, and the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over. You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there. And give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you. <laughs>